Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the GovCon world, this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining us today in our mission to make government contracts better one contract at a time. Today is our latest episode in a series on past performance. Let's get started. We're back again talking past performance, wrapping up our four-part series about the advantage that past performance can provide to both government and industry folks. I wrote an article for our Skyway community members about how much more valuable past performance can be than the three basic evaluation elements you see in in most competitions. And and those three are technical, price, and schedule, right? Well, this is part four in that series about past performance and in source selections and how it's used. In part one, we talked about why past performance matters like over the long term. It, it can be more valuable than low price or technical advantage. We talked about why that is. Part two, we discussed where past performance is applied to a source selection process. In other words, weighting evaluation factors, number of past performance references, that kind of stuff. In part three, we explored how these concepts are applied to the you know, instant acquisition, which is what the, what the FAR calls it. Like, How do you actually do this at the ground level? And here in part four, we're going to wrap up with features that are unique to GovCon. Before we get into part four, let's stop and say thanks. Thanks this week goes to Emmanuel Ironia. Emmanuel is the managing director of Theta LLC. They're in Baltimore, Maryland. I want to thank Emmanuel for a great conversation during his Skyway Community Welcome Call. He gave me some valuable feedback on how he found our podcast, why he continues to listen, and why he decided to take the leap to go from being a listener to joining the Skyway community. Emmanuel's candor helps us serve both the contracting officer, podcast listeners, and our Skyway community members better. While we reach thousands of people a day with the podcast, we have no idea who most of them are. And when folks like Emmanuel tell me what they think, we have context. And when we have context, we get better. Thanks, Emmanuel. All right, back to the final episode of our past performance series. What are we talking about today? Huh, past performance. Imagine that. Ah, <laughs> Imagine so that. Starting with FAR time, as we have with every episode in this series, we always start with FAR 15.305 proposal evaluation, which isn't really specific to past performance, but it's important. 15.305A says proposal evaluation is an assessment of the proposal and the offer's ability to perform the prospective contract successfully. An agency shall evaluate competitive proposals and then assess their relative qualities solely on the factors and sub-factors specified in the solicitation. And the foot-stomping part is solely on the factors and sub-factors specified in the solicitation. In other words, it's got to be in the RFP. The government can't deviate from what is or is not in the RFP. The government has to explain exactly what they're going to evaluate in the RFP so you know how to submit a proposal. FAR 15305A2 gets into sp- the specifics on evaluating past performance. We'll start with 15305A24, little IV. It says, in the case of an offer without a record of relevant past performance or for whom information on past performance is not available, the offer may not be evaluated favorably or unfavorably on past performance. So it's saying if offer has no relevant past performance, then they're considered neutral. So in other words, no experience is better, no better or worse than having actual good experience. I understand why this is in the FAR. I, I really do. It, it, it tries to address the, the chicken and egg problem that new GovCon entrants face. 
You say, I have to have past performance to win, but how do I get past performance if I can't win? In order to break down that wall of how, how, do, I, how do I get into the GovCon business? How do, I, how do I win government work? You have to let people who've never done it before do it. Now, there's a difference in the never done it before versus sort of done it before. And there's a difference <laughs> in never done it before for the government and never done it before. But I understand the government wants to be all inclusive and let everybody play. And in order to do that, they had to find a way to say, if you haven't done this thing before, you can still bid and we won't count you down just because you've never done it before. Won't officially count you down. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. We always try to link what we're talking about to when what we're talking about happens in the GovCom world, pre-acquisition, post-acquisition. Pre-acquisition is the acquisition time zones. And you start thinking about past performance evaluations in the market research zone. How much does it matter if the contractor has done this type of work before? Sometimes it's very important, sometimes not as important. That information rolls into the RFP zone. The RFP is released and it says, submit this past performance information. This is what's relevant to what we're buying today. And contractors have to write their proposals. Those proposals are evaluated during the source selection zone. And that's where all that stuff that we were just talking about, about whether or not the government said they were going to evaluate past performance, then, then they do what they said they were going to do in the RFP and they pick a winner. If you're not familiar with the acquisition time zones, we cover those in episode number three. And the execution time zones, we cover in episode 84. Let's get specific about why this is important to the government. Why does the government care? This is a unique feature of GovCon. I mean, no experience is not a knock against an offeror. That, that's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, when I first found this language as a contracting officer, I was kind of freaked out going, I have to award to somebody who's ever done this before, but I never actually had anybody submit a proposal and, and, and use this. The way to prevent this from being an issue, for, to prevent somebody from submitting a proposal with no past performance is be very clear on your expectations of what relevant past performance is. The clearer the RFP is, the less likely an offer is to take a chance on using some slightly related past performance, right? <laughs> right. If it's a general requirement, like we need somebody to staff the job, or if it's, you know, it's murkiness, it's actually going to make it easier for new entrants to claim that, well, I don't need any past performance. I can just do this because you said you need a body, right? So the more specific you are, the better. Remember that the FAR says an offer without a history of, of relevant past performance. That's, that's the important word. And you government contracting officer can define what relevant means specifically for this acquisition. And you may get some pushback during that pre-acquisition phase during the market research. Offers may say, that's too specific. You're ruling out everyone except for one company. You know, you can't say relevant is you did this exact job for me last year. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that, that's not going to cut it, but it's important to get, be relevant enough that only people that actually have the experience that you need bid on this. Otherwise, you get a whole bunch of bids, like you said, from people that have never done this kind of work before or never done close enough work to matter. And now you have to evaluate them and they get a neutral rating because they've never really done it before. And you don't have a lot of confidence in awarding to them, even if they scored highly in the rest of it. I always felt that as a contracting officer, awarding to someone with no experience was an increased risk. I, I had situations where 
the fact that they had less experience doing something meant that I trusted their ability to get it done less. <laughs> and that's why I made an evaluation criteria. Yeah. And remember, contractors, the government can find ways to, to not award to you, even if you're rated neutral. It's really hard to win with no past performance. The other evaluation factors also kind of work against you. In, in most cases, s- someone with past performance is more likely to write a more compelling technical proposal that explains how they will do the job if they know exactly how to do the job because they've done it before. Exactly. All right, I kind of shifted to the industry side there, why industry would care, because this neutral rating thing, if you don't have any past performance, you're rated neutral. Hey, that's a good thing. That gets my foot in the door, even if I've never done this before. (laughs) You're really, really (laughs) unlikely to win the contract. Unless price is the only factor in the decision, this is not likely to get you an award. I mean, think about what we're doing here. It, you've never done this before, and I'm going to give you a contract based on hope <laughs> that you might be able to deliver. It's, it's a big stretch. Yeah, if you're going to bid on something that you don't have any relevant past performance, as the government has defined relevant past performance, you must be able to draw a clear path from what you've done before to what you're offering now and how you have some experience that's going to help you do this job. We talked about this in long ago past performance episodes. Just because you know how to build a rowboat and you have a 50-year history of building rowboats, it doesn't mean that you're qualified to build an aircraft carrier. Yes, it's a boat. Yes, it's similar, but it's not really relevant. It's a different skill set. But you can see how building other types of naval combat vessels might qualify you to build an aircraft carrier. That might be a little more relevant. To wrap this whole thing up from the industry side, you're probably going to lose to someone who has past performance, relevant past performance, if you don't have any. Just because the government decided to throw you a bone and let you in the competition and rate you as neutral, it can't count against you, but it certainly doesn't count for you. And someone that has any past performance that's relevant is likely going to be rated more highly than you. Yeah, this is a high-risk endeavor. It, like you said, just it gets you to the party, but nobody's going to notice you. <laughs> You're going to be standing over there in the corner you know, with your drink by yourself because you don't have the past performance that makes you relevant, even though, yes, they had to evaluate it. On the government side, as far as the neutral past performance rule I just talked about, don't get spun up on that. I mean, I never had it come up. And, and based on the risk it creates, most companies are not going to do that. But the lesson here is make sure that your evaluation criteria are crisp enough that you're decreasing the odds of it happening. Yeah, it's funny. I had plenty of proposals where they were rated neutral because they didn't have uh, because they didn't have relevant past performance. And that was probably on me for not defining relevant past performance well enough to scare them off. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I never had one. <laughs> Industry folks, if you use that strategy, don't count on winning. I mean, it's basically going to be a marketing proposal because it's a low probability win because compared to the other folks who have done this before, it's a high-risk endeavor to award a contract to you when you've never done it before. What do you mean by marketing proposal? You're sending it in just to get your name in front of them. Yeah, yeah, that is a strategy. Sometimes you got to submit just to get them used to seeing you submit. Right, and I again, I don't know how... Be very careful with that's a whole nother podcast episode, but that's a very dangerous thing to just do willy nilly too. All right, Kevin, that is it for today. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you, Paul. 
All right. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't heard the other episodes in this past performance series, you can find them at contractingofficerpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we invite you to check out the Skyway community at skywaymember.com. The Skyway community is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, running, or growing a business in the GovCon world. We speak GovCon. Whether you're new to GovCon, just won your first contract, or you're already a successful government contractor, being a Skyway community member gives you the edge. To learn more, call us at 877-884-5280 or check us out at skywaymember.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.